0: Good morning and welcome into the College Football Daily. It is Monday, May 9th. I'm your host, Colin Kennedy. And while you may know me from a couple of these shows, you should also know about another project I've been helping out with at 24-7 Sports. We've been rolling out a brand new show on the site called The Block every Tuesday through Thursday. Blake Brockermeyer and Carl Reed join me to discuss some of the hottest topics in the world of college football. To give you a sense of what we do, We thought we would record this episode with the trio and talk about one of the more underrated debates in our sport, the decision, good or bad, to leave college football early for the NFL Draft. All right, joining me now, Carl Reed, Blake Brockermeyer. Now, obviously, those at home probably know everyone here for a little bit of their different work. Carl, obviously a fellow co-host of the College Football Daily. Blake, been rolling out really good NFL Draft content. And we're actually going to talk about that because we've discussed this to a degree on the block. We've actually received some viewer feedback, if you will, and it's become somewhat of a hot-button topic. The subtly debated issue of players either going to the NFL draft or coming back for another year of college ball has kind of been one of my favorite under-the-radar debates in our sport. But now it might be more heightened than ever in the era of NIL. Players could come back, not only get more experience and develop their game, your typical arguing points, but now they can come back and capitalize on money provided to them at the collegiate level. So Blake, as the man who started to put this article together with that in mind, tell us a little bit about why now more than ever, you feel like it's important for players to know if they can come back, they probably should.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean I think you got to really know your worth. I mean that's that's the most important thing is uh is you got to be careful who you listen to. Uh there's lots of lo- lots of people that are trying to get fed off of you and their best interests aren't always in mind for you. And so it's not always the case. I mean the thing that we don't know is there's so many things that could be going on behind the scenes or for reasons that people leave. So we're kind of just speculating, but there's one thing that's for sure that I see is that all of these players and including a lot more that I could have wrote about they didn't get drafted, so they obviously could have come back and, and, and done a little bit better uh, with the NIL. You know, I
1: think that one of the things that guys always have to look at every year, I think the National Football League, more so than any other professional <laughs> sports league, does the best job of giving you information that's realistic. All of these guys get an NFL draft advisory grade, and I've been through this before with one of my former players as he was preparing to go to the NFL draft. They're going to tell you whether you a first-round pick, a second-round pick, or you should go back to school. And I think it's too many guys that get a get back to school grade that are coming out for the draft because some agent or somebody tells them that they're going to go in. The NFL has already told you. The NFL has already spoken to your coach, to your your grade on the NFL advisory, and you're not going to change the National Football League's mind. Every single year, NIL brings a new twist to it, but every single year we have several guys who would have benefited from going back to college either finishing degrees, either improving stock, and for whatever reason, they always make the asinine decision of coming out for the NFL draft when it is obvious that you're not going to get picked. You shouldn't be letting the agent talk you into coming out of the draft. You shouldn't be letting your pride and ego help you make that decision. The NFL gives you too much information, and you know long before whether you got a real shot or not.
2: I think too, Carl, is now that the kids have seen the nil and how it works and and the the money that's out there i mean i don't think a lot of these kids really knew going into this process what kind of money was really out there. And so I think a lot of eyes are going to be open now that you can actually, I can actually make more money by coming back to school and improving my draft stock and finishing up a degree or getting another degree or working towards another degree. So I think, I think in the future, hopefully we see some, some people make uh, better decisions, but uh, so far, you know, if you go off the history of of the draft, you see, I think around 30% of some of these juniors that don't get drafted at all.
0: Well said by both of you, gentlemen. I think it's a very intriguing issue we're facing in our sport. And of course, I also see right around this time the whole, well, maybe we should have some sort of NBA draft type of model where players can put their name in, get more feedback, then come back. But of course, that's just not the way football goes right now. And so with that being said, it's now imperative that you take all this information and continue to get what you need to make the right decision in the moment. Because I think, like you mentioned, Carl, we have a lot of guys who aren't truly soaking up the information. Once they make that decision, there's no turning back and we get the results that we see today.
1: Colin, to piggyback on that, and when when people compare the NBA model to yeah. the NFL model in terms of kids, I think we do have a very similar model, but it's packaged differently. The NBA is allowing you to go work out in front of teams. And if they're telling you, you're not going to get picked, you can go back to school. But the NFL has full-fledged scouting departments that Spend all season coming to your practices and games and watching film, and they're giving you that same free feedback before you make a choice. So I do think that our our processes for those two sports are a lot more closely aligned than people may think.
0: Now we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna actually talk about those results. We're gonna run through a few of the names that Blake highlighted and discuss whether or not they truly should have come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. All right, back here on the College Football Daily with my guys from the block, Carl Reed, Blake are getting ready to jump into guys who went into the 2022 NFL draft, but maybe should have come back. And I think this first name is going to draw a lot of debate from our listeners at home. Let's talk about Matt Corral, Ole Miss quarterback, entered his name into the draft, heard his name called finally in the third round, going to the Carolina Panthers. Blake, explain to me why Matt Corral really should have thought about returning to Ole Miss.
2: I think the the, the money between being a first-rounder and a second-rounder is is significant, Mm -hmm. and being a second-rounder and a third-rounder is even more significant. Obviously, the the lower you get drafted, the less money you're going to make. And so I think if he'd come back and played another year under in a great system with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, who's got a lot of weapons and proven it two years in a row that he is a guy that he can, that he can make all the throws stay healthy. Then I think he could have increased his draft stock significantly. I think he thought he was probably going to go in the, probably late first, early second. And I think if he has a great year, regardless of Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, all these guys, I don't care. It's a quarterback NFL-driven league. And so the, the the league needs quarterbacks. And so I think if he could have proven it one more year, I think he could have uh, improved his draft stock significantly and made a lot more money. And then not even counting, the NIL money that he could have made at Ole Miss. People love him at Ole Miss. He's a leader. He's a winner. He's kind of changed the trajectory of that program with Lane Kiffin, and that could have been, you know, he could have minted money at Ole Miss.
1: Football is still a developmental game, and, I, and one of the things I'm curious about as we talk about even transfer portal stuff and NFL draft stuff is how some of these people mesh together when they're in new situations. But when you think about, I think that Matt core not only did he leave money on the table, he left an important year of development. By going back and playing under Lane Kiffin. He's playing in the SEC West, which is the best division in all of college football. So you're already playing against pro schemes and you're getting a chance to make pro-type money if you stay in the and if you stay and get NIL money involved. So I think that guys are not taking into account how much continuing to play and being in the same system again is gonna help you because Lane Kiffin is one of the best quarterback coaches. He could have really benefited from another year of that. I also
0: find it interesting too with Corral because obviously people at home will mention, hey, there's some really good quarterbacks next year, even outside of Stroud and Young. He got hurt in the bowl game, don't want to risk injury. But on top of that, okay, like you mentioned, Blake, injury is a part of the game. But I also think people forget this year was by far and away his best year. The year before and further, he was kind of seen as a guy that had issues dealing with zone coverage, turned the ball over way too much, maybe a little bit too fleet-footed running the ball. I don't know. Maybe he puts some things together like he did last year and really evolves as a quarterback.
2: That's what I think. I think Carl and I have been saying, you got to put it together multiple years. The more reps you get, the more game experience you get, the better you get, usually. And so he could have helped himself by coming back. Look, he's in a great situation. Carolina did not have a great uh, quarterback situation. He's going to have a chance there. Third round picks, not the end of the world. But he lost out on a lot of money that I think he could have made if he come back for one more year.
0: All right, let's keep it moving, gentlemen. We've got a few other names to highlight, and I want to go now to you, Carl, with a guy who I think you have a lot to say about this individual. Verone McKinley, the defensive back from Oregon, went undrafted. He signed to the Dolphins in the aftermath of the draft. Why should he have come back?
1: Well, Verone left a lot of money on the table, too, and I'm very close to Verone, you know, and so when he led the nation in interceptions, um, he's playing for Oregon. And typically, when you lead the nation in interceptions, you feel like it's your time and that you may not can outdo that the next year. But the NFL did have some questions. They questioned the speed. They questioned the straight line speed. I know I talked with scouts earlier in the year as we were talking about and kind of he was making that decision on coming to the draft. Now, one thing I'm going to say in Corral's defense and in Verone's defense At the time that they had to make this decision to go pro, we didn't know that the NIL money was going to go crazy the way it has the last several weeks. So they weren't coming from a a situation or the mindset that, hey, I'm either going to possibly be undrafted or go late or have a half a million dollars or a million dollars in NIL money. That wasn't a part of the decision. I think that may have changed the outcome. But like I said to Verona at the time, and like I've said to many other players over the years, you have to make sure that you can live with the decision that you make. One of my former players, Ronnie Perkins, he's on the New England Patriots now. Everybody knows how close we are. He was told he was going to be a third round pick a year ago. And when we sat down and we talked about it, I just told him, I said, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. You're going to go in the third round instead of possibly going back to school to be in the first round pick next year. Can you live with that? Because you can never get that money back, no matter how long you play, no matter how you get on your second deal. You're making a $20 million decision and you never get that money back. And so at the point that the player says he can live with that, do you think that you can go undrafted and make the team? Because that's the decision that you're making. The NFL is telling us what you are. The NFL told us that Ronnie Purpose was going to be a third round pick. The NFL is giving you that information. And and my personal experience, they've never been too far off with how it ended up for the play.
0: So I want to hit on one more situation as we kind of close out the show here. We talked a lot about being a productive player or being in a position of value, and maybe that leads to some unfortunate decisions regarding your draft stock. Blake, I want to go to you on this one. Tell everyone at home a little bit about Chris Allen, the edge from Alabama, and why he went undrafted to the Broncos, but could have made himself a much better draft prospect.
2: Yeah, Chris Allen is a really good edge player. I mean, was a starter going into the 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 last you know 2021 season cr- across from Will Anderson. Has started in, in 2020, led the SEC and TFLs, had six sacks, numerous pressures. is a is a phenomenal player, phenomenal rusher. Has had some injuries, unfortunately, last year in the opener against Miami, he sacked Derek King and, and had a, a lower leg injury that had to have surgery, so he ended up missing the the whole rest of the season and then alabama's got dudes obviously so dallas turner emergencies chris brasswell's merge emerges and you know they've got they've got good players at alabama so i don't know if that played any decision in him coming back or not but i think he should have been drafted this guy is a is a phenomenal player in my opinion but if he looking back on it now Had he entered the portal this guy could have been one of the top money producers of all of all college football because he plays a premium position that can get you the quarterback that's proven it at the highest level on one of the best programs in college football so i don't know all the details on why he wasn't drafted but he's a heck of a player he's a hard worker and uh i think if he knew now what could have happened? I think he might have made a different decision, but maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he's happy with going to where he is and he's in a great situation in Denver. So I, I hope him, I wish him the best. And uh, he's a phenomenal player. And I, I bet you that he makes an NFL team this year.
1: Carl,
0: real quick, going to you, I feel like it's important to add this context too. We see Chris Allen go to the NFL draft, go undrafted after an injury. But there's another case study here. Drew Sanders, who was another edge rusher at Alabama, got hurt during the season. And instead, obviously, because of the eligibility, entered the transfer portal, ends up at Arkansas, a very good program, and is already slated to be a starter for the Razorbacks. Allen could have easily done the same thing instead of going undrafted, correct?
1: He absolutely could, and that's part of the choices that you make. You got a choice. Do I enter the transfer portal and look for a better situation and possibly some NIL money? And it's the same thing. When Sanders left and went to Arkansas, I don't think the NIL money was in play then. (laughs) The way that it is now he found the situation that he's going to be the guy and he's still going to be in the sec west division so he's going to have an opportunity to prove that he's a pro what we have to do i think a lot of is we have to stop holding these guys hands to a degree and saying well if they didn't make it we wish that they could have been that they could go back to school they have all of the information and like any adult in this world you have to make a decision with the information that you have whether it's a good or bad decision time will tell
0: yeah it's unfortunate to see obviously i i felt like if he would enter the portal knowing the name brand and position that he plays i mean that guy is probably covered by every program in the country so i I wish him the best. I'm with you, Blake. I think he might be able to make an NFL roster, but as we've talked about here on today's show, maybe leaving a lot of money on the table, just like some of these other individuals we talked about. All right, we're going to wrap the show with this gentleman. We're obviously cross-promoting. We got the brand new show, The Block, rolling out at 247sports.com. Tell the folks at home why they should tune in and watch us do a little bit of this and more every
2: day. You got, you got to watch my guy Carl. I mean, this guy knows more about football than anybody I've ever known. So he he's he spits out knowledge. He knows the game as well as anybody. So I've enjoyed chopping it up with him and talking football. And uh, it's been it's been a fun. A couple of weeks working with him so far.
1: Well, you got my guy Blake here. Blake could play the game, all right. Started the University of Texas, early entry to the NFL draft. He can produce ballers. He's got a bunch of Division One sons. All right? He can coach the game, has won a lot of games as coaches. What else do you need, man? What else do you need?
0: Nowhere else are you getting that type of perspective, gentlemen. I'm just saying, they, those at home, they need to start tuning in on the block, Tuesdays through Thursdays for now at 247sports.com. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. Whole lot of fun as always. Remember to head to 247sports.com and look out for The Block, airing Tuesdays through Thursdays for now, featuring the duo you just heard. Check Blake out on Twitter at bbrockermeyerfw, and check out Carl at Coach Reed Lies. By the way, subscribe to this podcast feed and leave a five-star review. For producer Lance Glenn, I'm Colin Kennedy saying, we'll see you next time here on the College Football Daily.